Dynasty Football Network presents Super Flexible Podcast with your two co-hosts, Tudra and Swags, and host, Steve Halepka. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Steve Halepka, back again from, uh, from assignment last week. Now back with my boys, Two Drink and Swags, for another episode of the Super Flexible Podcast. What's going on, Swags? How the hell are you, secret agent, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. Back from the West Coast. Nice. That's as, that's as much information as I can give. <laughs> Everywhere is West from wherever you are. You just think about that's it. True. I mean, that, that's true. For those flat true. earthers. But, right. But right. Glad, you, glad you survived as well and came back. It was a nice, smooth intro. Yeah, right. There you go. I, I will. I know. Try last week, uh, I heard last week, man. I heard last week with Kyle, and yeah, two drink. Um, you do, you do a good job, brother. You really do. I, I appreciate it. It was fun playing host and not having to play by the other rules. Um, at least that's <laughs> that's how I played it. So I, I'm I'm glad you're back, and I can just kind of sit back and chill and have some beers and listen to our awesome guests. You didn't even get to yet. I'm gonna get to him right now. Yeah. So from BigGuyFantasySports.com, the author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. Bob Long, man, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, my first question is, Is uh, whose wife does the intro? Um, That would be mine. <laughs> okay, good job, man. I yeah, like the voice. Hey, calm, calm down on Swags' wife. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, uh, you know, I can't, very excited to be on here. I think I've been on your guys' podcast before, so... Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and I hear the drinks popping. So there we go. Yeah, it's gonna be good and, and you know what, man? Like with that said, like I know it's Father's Day weekend, and that's awesome. Happy Father's Day, everybody! But yeah, but shout out to the wives who let us do this, man. I mean, honestly, sure. I don't yeah, know about let. <laughs> she doesn't even know. Let's, let's just say it's just worn on her. How about that? <laughs> Bob, Bob's at the grocery store right now. <laughs> that's what she right, is. Exactly. Well, so now that I'm empty nested, I have more free time to do that. That's the only reason that's uh, it works out more for me, better for me now. That's that's why it's, I just started putting out the guide three years ago because I never had time with three nice. girls in my house or four girls in my house to count Oops. my wife. Um, growing up, being teenagers, going to college, uh, I didn't have a lot of time to do a, a magazine. So last three years, now that they've grown up, moved out on their own, doing great. Uh, and now I have time to do this kind of stuff and uh, do podcasts at night with you guys. Awesome, man. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. So tell three me girls a little bit about the crazy. What was that? <laughs> three drink? girls. Three, oh my gosh. three girls sounds crazy. One yeah. is, one is yeah, so yeah. much. True. Two drink was not a minimum in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's how two or three came around. I like, exactly. I like your style, Bob. There you go. There you go. So, so Bob, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about the fan. Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, and then also tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter if they're not following you already. Gotcha. So you can find me on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. Uh, the guide, of course, is available for sale. Uh, if you're a printed copy, got to hold it in your hand, tangible kind of guy, then you can get it on Amazon. It's very simple. Just search 2019 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. You probably don't even have to. You could probably put 2019 Consistency. Probably would pop up the first thing anyway. But Type it all out and you'll find it for sure. Uh, it's there. Um, then the cool thing about that is um, there's also my website, which is, of course, BigGuyFantasySports.com. Um, so the website is full of all the fantasy football consistency information you can think of. So um, not only does it have articles, uh, but it's also got the consistency report. You can put in your own scoring method and it will tell you who the most consistent players were in the last couple of years in your own league. Um, and right now you can access that for free because I just got some developers to upgrade it 
so that you can not only do that and put in all the scoring method and get it, but you can now download and export that into Excel so you can use it uh, to sort your consistency rankings of players to match with your projections of players. And you can use that as a tool. Always wonder that. And that's one of the new things that added. So a lot of cool stuff there. That right now is free to access. Uh, the rest of the site is still kind of blocked off, obviously. But what's nice is if you buy the consistency guide, there's a code at the bottom of the pages that you can come back to the site, buy the VIP all access all season long till the end of the year for only 10 bucks. So it's a good deal. You can get best of both worlds, your printed copy. Uh, you'll get all the free updates to the tier draft list, the guide as it gets updated uh, online. So you can, you know, figure out, uh, you know, what things have changed. Obviously not much has been changing lately, but uh, obviously as we get closer to camp, I'll start making any updates to rankings and profiles and that kind of stuff. But that's where you can get everything. And uh, like I said, I'd uh, love to have people get out there, buy it. Uh, if you've been missing the playoffs, uh, you know, you've got the second, third highest scoring team in the league and you're not making the playoffs, you probably have some inconsistent players. You may want to read the guide. It could be a, a good addition, a good fries to your your Big Mac there uh, to add to your draft arsenal prep. So I just, I just plugged it in Amazon. And when I hit the 2019 CONS, all I have to do is get to S and you're the <laughs> second one on the list, bro. If I nice. if I do I, it's all you. So <laughs> it's all me. That's that good. is legit. That is for the lazy man out there. You don't even have to type it all. You out. don't even have to type in fantasy football. It's just 2019 C O N Kansai Kansai. You're right there. Kansai. <laughs> you're there. Oh. Fantastic. Good to know. Good to know. Good information. You're welcome, you everybody. Can't get, you can't get that everywhere. You, you can't. You can't get that anywhere else. I bet I've that's the had, first time that's been said. I have that never had research. anybody, never had anybody in any podcast do that for me. I appreciate that. That's, hey, that's, I will go the extra mile for you, Bob. I'm going to go on Twitter after this, if you guys don't beat me to it, and type that in. Say, go to Amazon. You don't even have to. T- all you have to type is in the 2019 C-O-N-S-I, and you'll find the guide. It's that easy. I mean, I did the early leg work. I'll let you do the other part. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we get going, and Bob, definitely want to hear about some of the stories you were talking about before we right. started the air. Uh, two Drink, where can the folks find you on Twitter? At FO Two Drink Minimum and at Superflex Pod. Run that handle. Hit me up. DM. Tag it. Swag. I am at DFF underscore swag. It's so funny. And waiting for I me thought, to stop talking. I thought, no, I thought, <laughs> I thought that Steve said flag. And I'm like, whoa, did two drink get flagged? Like, what are you talking about? And then I realized he was actually saying my name. Yeah. I'm flag. I can make that a new thing on the show, man, throwing flags. We could do that. I'm sure you've got the sound effects somewhere. Like oh, we could, wouldn't be the first time I was flagged. Something out. <laughs> or muted. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. Instead uh, of flagged, I, you're going to get swagged. Oh, I love it. I, I love like it. it. I uh, hate it already. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're screwed, man. Totally screwed. Uh, but I'm at the real up and at Superflex Trades. Um, but yeah, so so Bob, you, before we got on air, man, you were telling us about some of the sick stuff you've got cooking, not only for the fantasy community, but the larger football community as a whole. <laughs> I mean, talk about your life in Canton, Ohio, <laughs> and, and talk about some of the people. God, you've been driving around the last 30 years. All right, so... I live in Canton, Ohio. I live approximately about three miles from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've lived here all my life. Um, and for the last 30 years during Hall of Fame weekend, which is always the you know, first weekend in August, um, I have been um, on the transportation committee f- as a volunteer for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What that basically means in a really cool kind of way is that every year I get to drive uh, an enshrinee um, 
for the whole weekend from Wednesday, basically Wednesday through Sunday uh, this year. I um, We just had our fantasy draft, I call it, uh, where I'm the number three pick because I'm the third most senior because uh, I've been on 30 years. We got somebody at 37 and we got somebody at 32. Um, and so I picked Ch- Champ Bailey uh, because Tony Gonzalez was picked. And uh, so I took Champ Bailey. And that's what I drove this year. Last year, I had Brian Dawkins. Two years ago, I had Kurt Warner. But over the 30 years, I've driven everybody from John Madden to Al Davis to, oh, gosh, uh, John Stallworth, uh, Roger Worley, Andre Tippett. Um, but basically, when I'm there, though, in the hotel, that hotel is just for the enshrinees. So I'm literally walking around saying hi, shaking hands, patting on the back, whoever, whatever you want to call it. You know, Brett Favre, uh, Joe Montana, whatever Hall of Famer you idol, I probably have seen him, talked to them, maybe driven them somewhere, um, hung out with them, went to their private parties after the enshrinement. Uh, I've got stories that we could do days worth of podcast on. <laughs> uh, good and good and uh, uh, discreet uh, and, and, and ugly of things that I probably couldn't talk about on the air. Um, we'll edit them out. We can do yeah. that. Yep. Um, but it's an amazing time. Um, you know, I got to be very good friends with Chris Berman. Um, about 15 years ago, he invited us to ESPN Studios. We spent the whole Sunday with him one uh, back in 1995. Uh, that might have been the greatest non-sexual male fantasy in life. <laughs> um, and there isn't a lot of sexual fantasies I think could even be the two. Um, hmm. It was an amazing day. We, I literally got to walk around and spend the whole day following Chris Berman and Tom Jackson. And it, it was, uh, I've got it on video, by the way, he let me videotape the whole day. Awesome. Awesome. Man. Yeah. So that's my, that's my weekend, uh, coming up here, in, you know, early August. So, so talk about now, I know we, again, we touched on this before, but I know you said that the greatest weekend in football is, <laughs> is the hall of fame weekend. So talk right. about something that hmm. you're doing now for the greatest weekend in fantasy football. <laughs> right. So ever since I've been involved with the Hall of Fame and ever since I've gotten to uh, what I call gain some street cred in the fantasy football world, I've always wanted to um, kind of expand on uh, football's greatest weekend, which is Hall of Fame. And two weeks later, I've always wanted to have fantasy football's greatest weekend. And so last year, uh, one of the goals, uh, the goal of this thing is that on one day would be this huge day of the best fantasy experts in the country drafting live in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That happened last year with the help of Brad Evans, Mike Clay, and all the guys in Sirius Radio. And we had that draft, and it's called the King's Classic. And there were 24 uh, different sites represented. Um, Everybody, like I said, from Brad Evans, Mike Clay, uh, Bob Harris, Dave Richards, uh, Richard from uh, CBS, uh, NFL.com was there. All the big names were there. And so we broke into two leagues, uh, 12 teams each. We, and both of them did a, a live auction and a live snake draft. And all of it was on Sirius Radio from 1 to 7 p.m. We were the fifth highest trending uh, name on Twitter that day, at King, hashtag Kings Classic. And it was just an amazing event. Everybody loved it. Uh, it was a great time. And we're doing that again this year on Saturday, August 17th. Um, to expand on that was to then... The next day, do a fantasy football convention type scenario, and that's where the Midwest uh, 2019 Midwest Fantasy Football Expo has come into play, and we are now getting uh, all kinds of sites signed up for that. We're about uh, we're over halfway full with uh, experts. Um, we have now basically locked in 
full-time fantasy, which used to be scout fantasy, uh, which is, you know, Scott Atkins, Dr. Roto, Adam Ronis, all those guys are becoming, are going to become the, uh, uh, title sponsor. Uh, but we've got, you know, Roto Viz, uh, we've got all kinds of, I mean, all the guys that we all know and chat with every single day are all coming. Um, and the idea is to get 30 experts there. We're going to have a live podcast stage from, it's going to go from noon to six that day, live podcast stage plus a, an event center stage where we're going to have, you know, uh, sites doing their presentations about their, their information. Uh, we're going to have panel discussions, Q and A sessions, mock drafts. It's just going to be a full fantasy blitz for six straight hours. So that's the expo. Uh, and you just go to MidwestFFExpo.com. If you're an, if you're an expert, uh, or a website, podcast, whatever, and you want to sign up, register, we got about 12 slots open. And if not, uh, if you just want to come and attend and you live in the Canton, Ohio area, um, which is a pretty big area, uh, you can come and just register on there. And if you use the code big guy, you can save five bucks off your admission. So that is now how it's going to become fantasy football's greatest week. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That I mean, sounds amazing, right? Like I just feel like taking the car ride out from, from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You guys got to come right? in, man. Be so I, I wish you were born in Florida. <laughs> it's not that hey, far. Hey, come on! Those, those flights—I just say—the flights up here. I just flew to Tampa, and, or not Tampa, Fort Myers, are a hundred bucks round trip with my wife and I. So, wow, that's not cheap bad at all. Up Dirt cheap, man. That's great. Yeah, come up. You fly right into Canton, or you can fly into. I think Allegiant comes into Canton, or you can do Cleveland, which is only an hour north, and you can fly in there as well. So, come on up for it. Come up on Saturday, hang out, visit the go do the Hall of Pro Football Hall of Fame. See us there drafting. You can hang out with us, chat with us, and then the next day come and do the expo and then fly back on Sunday night. There you go. Peace cake. Two drink, you're in. Sign sign up. I would like to see what Swags' face looks like you know, eventually. <laughs> That'd be cool. Dude, That'd I'm, be good. I'm all about it. Like I want to try to find I know a way to talk yeah. you guys into this, but yeah, you guys, you got guys, got to come over, man. Like I said, come over Saturday. I mean, I know it's a, a haul from New Jersey to drive, but. Um, but, you know, drive over, come in, you know. Secret leave. Agent Steve's got to build up some airline miles. Some yeah, point. you would think. He's flying <laughs> all over the country there. Yeah. My, 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 my airline status, that's the top secret. <laughs> top secret. <laughs> flying some Gulfstream private class now. right in. Right? Oh, my God. I wish. I wish. I, I was like a, not with my knees and my chest and, you know, coach. Um, but, yeah. So, that, that sounds like an awesome, awesome event. So, definitely check it out. What was the website one more time, Bob? MidwestFFExpo.com. So awesome. at any point, do you have to close the doors? Like, is there an expiration on this if it like maxes out in like volume or, or what's well, the deal here? fire code of the building? Yeah, <laughs> I would just. I, you mean on attendees? Yeah. No, I mean I, th- I think it'll hold six hundred people, and that's of everybody. My thought is over six hours. You know, people will come and go. You know, especially once we get set to the schedule of what we're going to do when come you know we'll spread things out yeah some people might come in to watch the mock draft some people might come in when we're going to do you know i'd like to do a dynasty go one. have some beers with done. me some people yeah, might be there you know, for bob to sign their boobs exactly that too yeah my wife can hold them and then i can sign them that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> that'll go real well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't realize how many fans the tens of fans that i have but you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so let's talk a little. So first and foremost, uh, to the dismay of uh, Rookie Fever's own swags, uh, Kyle Rudolph signed an extension in Minnesota 
four years, $36 million contract. Uh, I know Irv Smith was a, a name that you guys thought there was some interest of uh, going forward, but uh, Rudolph sticking in Minnesota. Um, so Swags, I mean, do you think he and Irv can kind of coexist going forward or, or what do you think the situation is there going with, uh, with Minnesota? Um, I mean, Irv is still a, a rookie tight end, even if Kyle Rudolph was gone. I don't know who knows what would have happened year one. So the I think the best case, I mean, could even be this and the guy can get a little bit more acclimated to the offense and whatnot before he just has to go out there and have it all on his back. I mean, they're a pretty good team. They could use a veteran tight end like that to take the next step forward. No point to just go to the rookie, but who knows, man? Kyle Rudolph could still be traded or something. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the popular rumor was the Patriots, obviously, um, before he signed this extension. Uh, I, I don't think this precludes that from happening, but I just with uh, with that money involved, I think it could be a little bit tougher. Go ahead. And it still breaks down to basically be a one-year deal. Like, they can right. get out each year for, for not a whole ton of money, if, you know, when you really break it down. You know, go check out Capology 101 for real deeds. I'm not g- jumping into that, but I think... I think we're going to see Irv still on the field. Uh, why not run some two tight end sets? This team wants to run the ball, you know, more. And Irv's a solid mm-hmm. blocker. And then, and I mentioned on Rookie Fever last week, this week, uh, whatever it was, I was on there, um, that the Vikings have been looking for the number three guy, you know, wide receiver wise and lined up in that slot. And I'm not saying Irv's that guy, but we can move him out into the slot, you know what I mean? And just play mismatch that way too. So just because Rudolph's there, I don't think necessarily takes a whole lot away from Irv. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I mean, we could see that kind of being a... Uh, Maybe not your fantasy lineup every week, right. but as a solid team, you know, producer. And then, yeah, oh, let's get out of Kyle next year because it's not bad. We should be restructured and we can go with Irv. Okay. Bob, uh, any differing thoughts there or are you kind of in sync with the, with the guys? Yeah, I'm kind of in sync. I mean, you know, it's a shame because two years ago, um, you know, in 16 and 17, Kyle Rudolph is one of the most consistent tight ends in the league mm-hmm. without Kirk Cousins. Um, I think myself and everybody except Kurt Cousins' mom thought that, you know, Rudolph would have another banner consistent year, and it, it was terrible. I mean, he was like 38% consistency, and so, you know, you put in Irv Smith, and, you know, now it's sharing, even if they do run two tight end sets, you know, let's be honest, I mean, Kyle's a very good blocker, and that's why he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he blocked a lot more last year, and I know they improved the offensive line a little bit, but I just don't see him being consistent enough to be drafted, nor do I see Irv Smith. I think, again, I think the best point you made was this is very good for the Vikings as a team. It's a good NFL move, but it's not a great fantasy move, and and I'm kind of staying away from that whole situation for both tight ends. Dynasty-wise, I'm just – I'm not going to sell out on Irv over this news. Do you know what I mean? That's, right, I guess, more, right. more than fact, the line. He might, might be a better value. Irv Smith sure. might be a very good value now because people were like, oh, you know. And, you know, again, two years from now, you know, if, if they cut bait with Kyle Rudolph, uh, you know, he could jump up. But then again, like I said, he wasn't used very much in the offense, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess as long as, you know, Cousins got digs and – Thielen there he doesn't need to throw the tight end as much as like he did in in yeah. Washington where he didn't have the wide receivers and Reed was his only really good option Fair. yeah uh so let's move now to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh so this was kind of interesting to me uh, so James Connor actually you know the potential starter for Pittsburgh expects the Steelers oh. to spread out backfield touches pretty evenly which is totally against <laughs> what the last what decade plus of Pittsburgh Steelers football has been 
Um, so, Bob, I wanted to get your thoughts on this one. I mean, with this news and Connor himself even saying that, uh, do you foresee, I mean, a more even split between Connor and Snell and, and Samuels? I mean, is this gonna really going to happen? No. Okay. And I'll tell you why. This is James <laughs> Connor saying this. So he is being a team guy. It's an interview. We all know what interviews are like. They're cliches. You never say what you really mean. James Conner wants to be the man because he's going to want to get paid someday. That's right. But he's going to sit there and as a team guy go, I really expect us to share all the carries because that's a team thing to do. Bullshit. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Why would they do that? I mean, yes, he's going to have his times where he's going to come out the field, take a breather. Yes, they have somebody proven in Jalen Samuels, which is great. And, and I'm sure he'll get a few shares of carries, you know, touches during the game. But to sit there and think that that team who has always had a bell cow back and had Connor as a bell cow back, that they would go, you know what? That's a great idea, James. We should do that. No, they're not going to do this. As long as James Conner is running like James Conner can run and play last year, he's going to be the bell cow back and Jalen Samuels will be a, you know, time, or a, you know, a, a, a spot here, spot there uh, to give him a breather, to keep his legs fresh. But there's no way in this world that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to 50-50 them in Jalen Samuels. If they do, then then they're dumber than Adam Gase was. Still is. Still is a big snell no way. I, I, don't, I don't feel it. I, so, I, I've been wrong before. Not often. For, for, I'm glad you said Gase is still dumb. So uh, God, he's give a, like, for example, like in the consistency guide now, what could the readers expect to see for the running backs? What are you going to show me if I'm – and for somebody like James Conner, like what are we going to look at here? The average – So we look at the consistency or? pros files. So there's a consistency pros files for every player. Uh, well, not every player, but most players. And, you know, last year, James Conner in just 13 games ranked sixth in total points. was 85% consistent when he was on the field. Um there's nothing more to say. I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves. This guy, when he gets the touches, is going to put up the numbers. Now, did he wear down in, by the end of the season? Yeah, sure he did. Um, it was his first year. He may not have been 100% prepared. But I know what I have heard is this guy has worked his ass off in the preseason to get in better shape, to be able to make it through a season. And I think he'll be healthy, and I think he's going to be a damn good pick. And, you know, I've had him, uh, you know, if, if you can get him – you know, I think he's going to the second round most of the time. If you can get him as your number two back, like if you can go Melvin Gordon, James Conner, man, I think you got a hell of a tandem. Ooh, it's exciting. I, I would salivate over that combo. I, I'm a big <laughs> Melly. I'm a, I'm a big Melly guy. Me too. And then after that, would you go to Curtis Samuel or my guy Benny Snell? I mean, Jalen Samuels. Jalen. Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Is I was that, say Curtis say Samuels. Curtis? I love Curtis Samuels. I love him too. He's keeping um, on your toes, Bob. <laughs> See? See, I am. I'm on my toes. I was ready. <laughs> so, yeah, back um, to the question then. Jalen Samuel or Benny Snell? Um, I think Jalen Samuel is going to be the main guy, you know, as, as the backup. Um, I mean, Snell will, is there for protection. You know, if one of those two guys go down, he can come in and fill in. And I'm sure there will be games where they may have a blowout and they put him in the fourth quarter and let him run a few, you know, run some plays and get, you know, keep fresh. But, I don't. I mean, I think that was just a a good pick for the future, just in case. Got it. So let's move now from the running backs in Pittsburgh to across the state. Let's talk about Philadelphia real quick. Um, so second round running back Miles Sanders actually with a hamstring issue was not participating in their mini camp. So we all know how hamstrings in- issues can linger. 
uh, can re reaggravate. I know it's still early in the early ish in the off season, but any worry at all? Miles Sanders coming into an already crowded backfield with Jordan Howard and gosh, Darren Sproles is still there. Corey Clement's still there. Uh, I, I think, folks, he was the kind of the consensus. I would say one three uh, in rookie drafts. Um, so, Chew Drink, we'll start with you. I mean, any kind of worry now with, with this issue popping up for Sanders? I mean. Absolute, absolute worst. It's not good, right? I mean, right, he, right. he should have the time in there. I still believe he eventually uh, finds his way through this pile of dog crap. But <laughs> does it take, you know, eight games for him to take stranglehold of that team instead of, you know, three or four if he was there from the get-go and, and all this? It's still hashtag only June. So if he gets back right and crushes it in preseason, he's probably right back to that spot. But yeah, you want to see your rookie there not hurt already right so are you are you taking him or montgomery right now well it was always montgomery for me so i will okay. still stay there okay. uh i i've mentioned on breakdown i think that the even before this news i just felt like uh going back and looking at it i was starting to put more space between montgomery and sanders um because i see monty's path much faster uh-huh. uh even before the hamstring news bob same question uh, Miles Sanders or David Montgomery? They say the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, what rounds we draft him in? I'm gonna. Oh, say sorry. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say in, in terms of uh, rookie draft pick. So like top oh, top four oh. rookie draft pick in your dynasty. Oh, in my dynasty. Oh, yeah. well, I don't play in a lot of dynasty. Um, but if I had to pick, I would probably pick Montgomery. Okay. Uh, just just because I think uh, even they, there's a reason. This they, year. Yeah, I, I think he could be. You know, starting by mid mid season, especially if they don't give Mike Davis the chance. But we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's uh, it's it, Mike Matt Nagy is is a little bit smarter than Adam Gase, but <laughs> um, so I don't know if he'll screw it up totally. But I was it was so disappointing last year with the Jordan Howard Tariq Cohen thing. But it won him football games. So again, he did more for the team than he did for fantasy. Uh, I'm just worried that it could be a a running back by committee mess that can get ugly and the consistency won't be there for any of them. But comparing that to Sanders, uh, there's even yeah, more but, backs in the way that'll get at least a couple touches in Philly. Right. I mean, I think I think from the messiness scenario, I think they're both about the same because basically hmm. in Philadelphia, you got Jordan Howard, Clement, maybe Darren Sproles. Um, he's still alive. And, you know, he now you put Miles Sanders so in. He's got a little right. more left. <laughs> so you still got Miles, and you put Miles Sanders into that. Same Humphrey thing, I mean, you got Mike Davis. Right? And Humphrey, too, right. Humphrey, Humphrey yeah. right. And then you've got Tariq Cohen, my, uh, Mike Davis, and now you add Montgomery. So it's going to be one of those where I, I think it'll just be a mess, you know, and I think it'll be a lot like, almost like Seattle was last year, too, whereas one week it's, you know, Chris Carson, next week it's Mike Davis, next week it's, you know, then Rashad Penny could jump in. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be who's who's the hot foot for the week. And if you have them in, you might get lucky. If you don't, you, you could lose out. And uh, because of that, I'm out. I think, I mean, Howard had what, almost 1,100 yards or over 1,100 yeah. total yards last year. Yeah. I, I think that's Monty's floor. I don't need him to take anything away from Cohen. And maybe it's just because I don't believe in Mike Davis. But, yeah, if, but you're, Mike, if you're giving me that as the floor, plus we know Monty can catch at least better than Jordan Howard, so I'm gonna get a true. couple more in there. If if 1100 is my floor as the rookie coming in, like Sanders ain't getting there. Sorry, right? But you believe more in Mike, Mike Davis apparently. Well, and I will tell you why. Um, last year, Mike Davis 
when he was when he got at least 14 touches in a football game, he averaged like 15 fantasy points a week, and his consistency was like 80 percent in those games. Now he didn't do it a lot. It was you know it was about about eight games, but he proved that when he got the ability to touch the ball, mm-hmm. he could produce in Seattle, and that's not a very good offensive line. Now he goes to Chicago, where it's a lot better, and he's got a lot more weapons around him. And uh, better defense and a better yeah, defense. Um, I, I, it here's here's what I think could happen. I'm not saying it will happen. It could happen is they start the year with Mike Davis and give him a chance to basically lose his job. And if he goes out there and performs, Montgomery might not see the field very often until midway through the season. If he wears down or if he gets hurt, then Montgomery comes in. But I don't know. Again, Matt, Matt Nagy doesn't you know we don't have any really thing to hold our hat to like this sure. is how he coaches mm-hmm. this is how he you know this is how the offense will run um you know they brought mike davison for a reason before the draft so you know there was a reason why they liked him or they wouldn't have brought him in but i thought they'd give him that first shot as the veteran and if and it's his job to lose i that would be no, my I, thought but we'll see no i i hear you they i, I always bring it back to uh the fact that they they did bring him in before, and they gave him less money than Frank Gore's making. Um, right. And then their very first pick in this draft, the Bears draft, was a third rounder that they then saw Monty was there and, and took it. So right. I, it's more believed, I guess, in the talent over the situation. But for Dynasty, uh, Mike Davis is way cheaper. So if I if oh, I yeah. pick him over in my so rookie cheap. draft and and I believe in what Bob's saying, then then go ahead and go get Mike Davis for the super cheap and just protect yourself there. I, I kind of yeah, feel like definitely. Mike Davis is just going to get David Montgomery's autograph while he still has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so I think sure, he thought Mr. Ricky Fever was going to go any other direction. Yeah, right. I, lo- I love you, I buddy. Mean, he, I'm with you. I, I know it's just camp and everything, but I mean, they, he's been looking good. They They like him. They have a lot invested in him, especially for like two drinks. Said they, it's only a third rounder, but it was one of their only picks and their first. And I mean, he's he's a nice big body. I think the kid's going to do really great in that offense and the defense. You know, talked about that somewhere this week. You know, but like stacking that defense and a running back, I love doing that. To be honest with you, and I'm just if, not a Mike if, Davis guy. If you drafted Montgomery, would you throw a 2024 for Mike Davis to put him on your dynasty team? Hell yeah. Say that again. Yeah. If I drafted Montgomery, would I what? You, you took Monty. Will you will you give me a twenty twenty fourth? Oh, for, for Mike Davis? Davis? <laughs> to put him on your team? Absolutely, yeah. 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 All right. That's all. Yeah. I mean yeah. I don't know that he would cost more than that. And if, if it's gonna be one of those guys I like Bob Zane, I, I think that's give well you, worth it. I'll give you a third. Yeah. There you go. I'd give you a I don't, I don't think you need to, I don't know what you need to do a third. So no, I think second's a little low much. I but see your point. <laughs> yeah. Right, so let's move to another running back situation. That, there you go. Uh, let's go to another running back situation that's got some uh, eyebrows raising. Uh, so Sony Michelle had another knee scope, according to the Athletics. Jeff Howe. Whatever. Um, you, you're totally cool with it. Like Sony had a bunch of knee issues last year. Obviously missed time, but you're totally cool with the two drink. Yeah, Team Sony. I don't care. I mean, it's nice for for Damon Harris to get a little work. Uh, I don't, I don't buy into him taking as much away from Sony, but because there are other prominent dynasty analysts that are all, all da- about Damian Harris right now. I like Damian Harris. I'm not saying I, like I'm. It's good for him to learn the system and get in there. I don't think he's coming in to take half of Sony's work though. Okay, because there are folks that believe that. <laughs> sure, right. I, I don't, I don't mind that. Okay, not everybody's uh, right. 
<laughs> yep, I hear you. Bob, what do you think? I agree. I mean, Sony Michelle, yes. they drafted him in the first round. <laughs> I, I love Sony Michelle too. I mean, I've been drafting him in a ton of best ball leagues because yeah. Uh, because I can get him in the fifth, sixth round. You know, I mean, um, I can I can go load up on wide receivers. Uh, a couple of drafts I've been in, I've got the early pick, so you know, one through four. So I'm getting you know Zeke or whoever, and then uh, go three wide receivers, and then take Sony Michelle as my RB two in the fifth round. Perfect, oh, nice. beautiful. Oh, love that. Yeah. Does. What, what human isn't getting a little general maintenance this year? Seems like it, right? Yeah, you were talking know. about pulled hamstring. I'm sitting with one right now. I. I tried to beat out a double play the other night in my 55 and older men's baseball league and it popped so hard i went to the ground screaming and grabbing and couldn't walk off the field so it's black and oh. blue and so yeah i it, oh man i don't think i'm so i'm on the ir <laughs> and you made it still see so sony's gonna be fine i lived all the way here love it picture didn't happen bro. but i think i'm glad that we brought up sony because i think that that going back to miles sanders i think that you could have anywhere from that outcome now with Miles Sanders to where he could start kind of slowly like Sony did and then end up exploding because he didn't come into camp healthy, but then he did right. great. But then you could have the outcome like Penny, who, and I know that was just like a pinky or a finger or something, but he still couldn't get through camp. He didn't play in the preseason. Um, he pretty much lost the job to Carson because Carson was playing so good, not because Penny was playing bad, but he was slowly eased in, and then he was actually a pretty productive running back. And now you could get Rashad Penny for a pretty fair price. I think that, and and our guy Mike Davis is gone. I think that Penny now like became a buy low. Even now, you can get him relatively cheap, and you could have that outcome now with Miles Sanders. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, but back to the the Sony thing. You still think Sony's the guy? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, okay, cool. All right. Hey, how did you get that? You're good. <laughs> that was my example but then we went to something else and you're oh you're you didn't get to talk and about then you brought Sanders. up sony again and blah 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 so <laughs> got it but but my example is just like that those injuries don't necessarily mean it's like the end of their career like in dynasty or anything and it doesn't mean that miles sanders he might still come on strong at some point. but it, it's definitely now not as exciting but not the end no for but, sure but sure. you guys have you guys have seen the guide, right? You have it. I do not. I'm guide. not going to lie. I um, okay. was putting in my. <laughs> they didn't send it to you. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, I, I blame I blame Swag for that. Oh, seriously? You should have it. Didn't I send it to you, Shane? I'm looking now. Uh oh, Swag's getting called <laughs> out on the air. Uh oh. Uh, we'll take a we'll take a look at it in a little bit. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. on page page nine. I do an, or, or it's on the website too. I do an entire article called "Rookies versus Consistency," and basically what the idea is is that I always get the question, "Well, what do you do with rookies with your consistency model?" And I tell people, "Well, they've proven nothing in the NFL, so I I can't give them any kind of grade or consistency ranking, obviously." Um, but so what I've done is since 2010. Uh, there's charts on page nine that shows I've, that there's been 385 quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends drafted in the first four rounds since 2010. Of those 385 players, only 32 of them have earned over a 60% consistency rating in their first year. And 60% is kind of the Mendoza line for being productive enough to be on a fantasy team, on a start as a starter in a fantasy team. Now, of those... 16 of them, so half of the 32, are running backs, but it's still only 15% of the total overall. So the key is that running backs definitely are the best at it, at being consistent in their rookie season. 
but it also shows that 8% total, so less than 10% of all rookies drafted, even earn 60% in their freshman or in their freshman year, yeah, in their first year. So be cautious with those because, you know, rookies are very good for having a big game here, a big game there, maybe even three or four, and then completely disappearing off the face of the earth for a while and then killing you when you need it the most. So just wanted to throw in my two cents on rookies. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. I can't find that, Love Bob. That Where did you send that, Bob? Um, well, I don't. I thought I sent it to you because I thought I'd asked you before. All right, give me your email. We'll send it while we're talking. Everybody's we'll email it. right now. Get it, yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it, Bob. Uh, yeah, thanks I, a lot. I sent it to you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, um, okay, so cool. back to football. All right, so let's, let's talk about uh, Hard Knocks real quick. I'm actually very excited that the Raiders are going to be on Hard Knocks. Like, I, I can't wait for the interactions between like John Gruden and Antonio Brown. When Brown runs like a, a wrong route and he's just yelling at him in this Chucky voice, I, I, I'm actually kind of excited <laughs> to see that. Um, so I, I know there's going to be a ton of personality on that team, and I'm kind of excited to see like the inside of Khalil Mack because I'm sure they'll do like an hour introspective on Khalil Mack or not Khalil Mack anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ, on the Bears, I'm losing. I'm losing my mind, man. Like between baby brain and everything else, like I'm losing my mind. I was hoping Khalil Mack was still on the Raiders before they traded them. But I'm excited to see the Antonio Brown stuff. I'm excited to see the Derek Carr interaction with John Gruden. Like, I'm super pumped. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm excited for it. How about when Antonio Brown gets like three targets in the first preseason game and oh, he just goes best. off? No, I need twelve for Mister Big Chest. Oh, twelve targets a game. <laughs> Him and his blonde mustache. Oh, I can't. I'm <laughs> so he he changed. He's back to normal. This thing is, is to- amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. So big. I mean, first of all, Bob. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, I'm gonna, I, um, I see. I, I've heard that from my wife so many times. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> no, nice yeah, of you so to bring it's her friends over to play with. Seven pages. Um, I start on it right after the season ends, so early January, and finish at the end of April. Award winning. Yeah, and I so, did. Yeah, okay. it was picked as the 2018 best Boom. fantasy football publication by the Fantasy Sports Treasures of America last year. Very proud of that. I want everybody to find a way to get this and we'll start here. And Bob, I want to work with you on this, but I'll, I'm going to order a copy of this off Amazon, like the hard okay. copy. And gotcha. let's think of some way, like at least a contest for one of these from like super flexible podcasts. But I do want to oh, kind yeah. of work with you well, on that. Here. Bob, so, so here's what I'll, I'll well. throw out if you'd like to do. Um, you're more than welcome to give away, not a lot, but maybe one a week. A PDF that obviously you have it, so you can email it and send it off to listeners. Is it a contest every week if you want? Just you get a PDF copy uh, because anytime I can get this consistency information into wow. new people's hands who have never used it, that's that's a bonus for me because it, it gives them a new tool. And then then next year they will buy it off Amazon and you know subscribe to the site or whatever. So um, I do this quite a bit. You know, give them away on Twitter. You know, for followers because I want people to, to that don't know about this you know what i mean there's 60 million people that play you know i sold 2,000 copies that's great but that's still only 2,000 out of 60 million there's a lot more people that need to learn about oh, yeah. the importance of consistency in fantasy football and how to use it in conjunction with what your other draft prep is you know it's not going to replace that i tell people this is not the replacement this is a this is your fries to your big mac right you, know, right. you add it it enhances your draft prep so that when you're trying to decide in your rankings, as you're putting your own rankings together from the sites that you use, you can say, wow, man, I'm kind of torn between these two guys. Oh, wow, this guy's consistency is 75%. And this guy's is 40 
oh, okay, now I know the difference. Even though they might have been, you know, number eight, nine in total points, their consistency could be completely different. And that's what I want these people to, to learn from and make that decision. Know that, hey, yeah, Drew Brees was seventh in total points last year, but he was 48 per, or, you know, 48% consistent. That's less than half of the weeks yeah. that he helped you. And that's so looking, Stafford that's was like ranked seven in 2016 and then oh, yeah, he was a god six a in 2017 ago. and then all the way down to 20 last yeah, year. Yeah, he collapsed. He was one of the top quarterbacks, you know, like you said, just a couple years ago. So, you know, you got to watch that because they can fall off and, and, you know, and also, you know, improve. Uh, I try to look for trends in that uh, for those kind of people. Um, some, you know, many times I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong, obviously. And Matt Stafford probably was one of them. But that um, might create a but, nice buy low, right? I mean. He, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I just was in a best ball draft in the 20th round as my third quarterback. I got Matthew Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> as so my nice. third quarterback. Yep. So I'm nice. so excited. Like, yeah, yeah I was like the best ball. You know, so what the we just had a startup draft, and I sniped Stafford from him in a super flex league. He, he's right. been like, uh, you bastard, you, you took Stafford in front of me. What, what the hell are you doing? I'm oh. so excited to trade Stafford. So it wasn't that passionate. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple expletives in, in the chat. Let's be honest. There were a couple. Uh, I meant it. Yeah. It was a term of endearment, Steve. Like, good pick, mm. dude. Always. Always terms of endearment, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, super cool. No, we'll like, figure yeah. out a way to give yeah. one of the one or two to these sure. away. We'll definitely right. do that for sure. But thank That's you so much, cool, Bob. Bob. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. super awesome. Uh, so let's talk about our, our one of our main topics tonight, and that's uh, you know upcoming training camp battles. Wanted to run through these kind of rapid fire. Um, just give me gut feeling as we head into training camp. Who's going to emerge as the the leading player for these different positions? So we'll start with Swags on this one, and then we'll go to Two Drink next because it's his team. So who will yeah. be the, the Dolphins RB1 coming out of training camp? Swags. All I want to do is look at this guide now. I have to switch back over to the I know. Oh, um, go to page 52, and it'll give you your answer. Um, Kalen Balazs, without even going there. No, that's not the answer. Yeah, I do not, I, I do not <laughs> think it's going to You need to read it. You are hammered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me go. You said page 59? 52. Two. Bottom 52. of 52. 52. That'll be your answer. Kenyon and Drake. So I guess you're taking Drake. It's the Drake. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm last year in a badly mismanaged offense, hence Adam Gase, um, who obviously wanted his grandpa, Frank Gore, to be the, the starting running back every week, um, Drake still ended up 14th in total points and 22nd in consistency. So he was an RB2 in a train wreck. So now if we hope that these guys have to be smarter that came in and took over, uh, we'll make him the lead back. I, I think he'll be, you know, right up there as a high RB two and, and is a great pick, especially in fifth, sixth round. Love it. Right. Next one. Ravens wide receiver one. We'll start with two drink on this one. Um, it's Hollywood. Hollywood. I think, I think Hollywood ends up being 2019, uh, rookie wide receiver that scores the most. Love it. Love healthy. It. And that offense is atrocious. I think Hollywood gets underneath stuff and the deep stuff. All so you're not worried about Lamar. the list, Frank, at all? You think he's he's good to go? I know he was clear for individual drills. <sighs> I I mean, obviously, I, I want to hope that. You know I mean, like I'm not yeah. looking for that injury. He's a lot different frame than what anybody in the league really. But especially anybody that's dealt with that injury, it's been those taller guys, you know, that are over 200 pounds. Yep. So maybe just the the sheer 
body weight difference, you know, isn't as much force through that foot the same way it is for Julio and Sammy and a few of those other bigger guys that had that earlier in their career. All right, Bob, what are you thinking? Whoever is sitting in section four, row one. Um, <laughs> he's not as bad as Hackenberg. Let's be honest. He's not as bad okay, as Hackenberg. Okay, he's not as bad as Hackenberg. Honestly, I, I don't I don't think I don't think I could even guess, nor do I even care because I'm not drafting any of them. All right. Wow. Love it. Swags. Um I'm gonna hate when I'll I go, trade. I'll there. go with Hollywood Brown, <laughs> just on the two to three big play upside, you know. All right. Mark Andrews. Could be. Could be. So did Belajna have enough touches to get him the, the consistency guy? No. He wasn't in the top 50 total points. Okay. So, yeah, so you you're saying there's a work. chance. No. For him to make the guy <laughs> next year. <laughs> I'm like, huh. <laughs> next one. Next one. We'll start with Bob first. The Steelers wide receiver two. Ooh. Um, fun one. I'm going to say James Washington. Yes. Because he's, he's, he'll be given the first shot. Let's just say that. And I think he will do well. Um, but don't be surprised if Dante Macri sneaks yeah. in there as well. I mean, I know the new kid. What's his name? Don, his name is Dante, too. Yeah, Ben's yeah, liking him, though. I don't, I don't like yeah, him either, but Ben's talking but about think, Moncrief. But Moncrief could be a sneaky, yeah. you know, that number three play. touchdown, deep, deep threat. Um, you know, just because people are going to focus on Juju, obviously, just like they used to on, on Brown. Um, I don't know if they'll double team as much, uh, but you never know. I mean, he's certainly talented enough. Uh, but I think if, you know, Moncrief and, and Washington can at least be solid up, I mean, there won't be any consistency in either one of them. Um, maybe may, whoever kind of sticks, I think, you know, Juju was very consistent last year, even with Antonio Brown being consistent. So it's possible. But I, but you're not at the same level of talent with the second guy now. You know, yep. James Washington is not Juju Smith-Schuster by any stretch. Um, but you know, he probably could. He might have 50% consistency by the end of the year. He'll have eight games that, you know, he'll get over 11 or 12 points uh, in a PPR format. So that's what I, I. That's what I'm seeing at this point. Okay, Swags. Um, yeah, I'll take that side as well. Okay. Uh, next one, Broncos wide receiver one. We'll start with Swags on this one. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go with Sutton. Okay, liking uh, the pedigree. I just yeah, I think I, I like him a little bit more than Deshaun Hamilton. It's a new quarterback. I think that's the way Flacco will go. I almost wanted to go the way Two Drinks gonna cheat, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's Sutton, man. But I'm curious what happens in this offset offense. I mean, I like all those guys a lot. I think Sutton's always gonna be a little more valued with very similar production. Deshaun okay. just behind him. Did you guys see Sanders cutting oh, in that I mean, video and running? Sanders is there. It's him until he's healthy. When but he's I mean, back, but then, I'm starting to worry about you guys for a minute. I'm like, he's, as soon as, he, as, soon as he's going to come back early and get hurt, dude. That's my worry. Yeah. <laughs> theory. Okay. <laughs> he tore it in December. That's crazy. That's, that's impressive because that's another injury I, I've had is a torn Achilles. And oh. it took me nine months to even be able to lift my myself up with just that foot. Let alone to be running and playing and a we're at, major we're league, at, major yeah. football. Yeah, barely seven months. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I know we see crazy stuff in video, back. but yeah, yeah. I, if Sanders is back week one, then yeah. I think it's Sanders. If 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 somehow he injures it in preseason or or you know ends up kind of on the pup, then yeah, I'm gonna cheat and I'm taking fan. Yeah. You've here's, heard me say that plenty of times. Oh, yeah. so here's here's the thing with with Achilles. You. 
you can re-tear it, but it's very, very, it's damn close to impossible. Because um, when I had my thing, I said to it, well, what, you know, should I be concerned about its weakness? And he said, no, because the scar tissue almost acts like yeah, a stronger arm. And it's actually stronger because yeah. you have a better chance of tearing your other one than you do that one. So I don't think that'll be the issue. It's just more of a, is he in game shape with the other, you know, other, you know, his hamstrings and all that stuff. But like you said, the, the video looks like he's almost back and that's damn impressive. I, I have to say. Because a tendon is not like a muscle. You can't work it into shape. It right. Just has to, it You're has to, to heal. It. Out. I yeah. feel like it was almost irresponsible, especially after what happened to Durant. I know I'm changing things, but just right. to watch that video and see Ugh. that at seven months was like, I even if you can do it, you probably Why? shouldn't be right, right. now. Right. Like, it's hashtag only June. Right. Like, but remember, know, he, remember Adrian Peterson coming back from that but, yeah, ACL, ACL? And he was he rushed 2,000 yards. Yeah, but sure. still, and it, that's 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 more difficult to return from than the Achilles. That's uh, I mean, yeah. it's I'm not saying it's impossible, Obviously. but I <laughs> I'm really surprised by how well um, he's running. Like you said, I just yeah. hope he doesn't injure something else in the process by overcompensating. Yep. Would Time. Would anybody give a 2020 second for Sanders right now after seeing that video? Mm, I probably would. Give him a it depends on my team. Yeah, if I'm strong. And yeah. Yeah. Ready yep. to take Do you think out. that's enough? Because no, I'm no more. chance. I'm giving a first, right? Exactly. No way. But no, is no way is that first. enough? I don't. I, would I don't think know. So. I don't care. I'm yeah. not giving you more. You know. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like it depends You're on just the team. Not gonna you know, answer. if you talk it. to a Keep losing team, team. <laughs> like if you talk to a contender, they're probably not going to move him. If you talk to a team that's rebuilding, they absolutely should do it. Yes. Yeah. But, I think I think a rebuilding team definitely wants to get rid of those older assets. To Swag's point, and get that mm-hmm. you know any type of pressure cut off the injury. That's reasonable. Right. Yes. Uh, next one, Colts wide receiver two, Paris Campbell or Devin Funches. Uh, we'll go with Bob on this one. Um, that's a tough one because, you know, Funches kind of wore out his welcome in Carolina. You know, he, he walked, um, but he wasn't doing that badly, which was really weird. Uh, I think it was more attitude. Um, again, I, I kind of look at it like I would the other positions when you've got basically veteran versus rookie. I think. Yep. Funches is going to get the first opportunity, um, but um, he could easily be outplayed by Campbell if Campbell gets the, picks up the system. You know, the toughest thing with wide receivers, and again, going back to the uh, that article on page nine, you know, wide receivers are the cert- the second lowest for consistency over sixty percent in, in their first year because there's a lot of big games, not big games. Um, so, yeah, I don't think any either one of them will be you know, over that 60% threshold consistency wise, it's basically TY, the tight ends and, you know, um, the backfield on that, in that offense, I think they're just going to be there to, you know, just help keep the pressure off TY Hilton. So you might see a game where Campbell goes off for a big touchdown. You might see a game where Funches has a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he is a big red zone target that'll help, but then also they have Jack Doyle and Ebron. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to get a lot. I haven't drafted any either one of those guys in any best balls at this point. Probably won't, um, just because I just don't feel that there's enough consistency there from them. Okay, Swags. Um, I'm going to go Funches too, and I mean even to all of all of your points there. I mean, last year the wide receivers that we really fell in love with, like the Ridley and DJ Moore. Like I don't think anybody finished better than a wide receiver 22 ish, right? And those are right. those are the rookies, so. Right. And none of them were over 50% consistent. That was the key. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I'll have to look into right. that too. I'm really interested to look at like Ridley's because he had so many up and down games. Huge games. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um, go ahead, keep talking, and I'll tell you. Pulling it up. Yeah, we'll go to drink. Two drink. What do you think? Um, I would like to go to Campbell. I think they would like to find ways to manufacture touches for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to hedge on the fact that I think Campbell and Funches end up pretty close to each other. Yep. And and if you believe the coach speak in June, we can't forget about Deion Kane, who was injured last year. Uh, hashtag uh, Clemson wide receiver, right? Uh-huh. Uh, has been looking good in camp. So, uh, I mean, they brought Funches in and gave him a, a lot of money just for the one year. But yeah. that doesn't mean Kane's not going to play too. You know what I mean? So I think those three guys end up being super close. And because I think they'll find a way to manufacture touches for Campbell, even if it's on like, jet sweep type of plays and and little wide receiver screens like that on underneath i'm gonna i'm gonna barely pick him but i think those three guys probably finished within you know a handful of points between the three of them if they stay healthy okay yeah I just, it's big for andrew luck you know what i mean it's sure, another yeah. football yeah, move yeah. not not fantasy yep right uh definitely not consistent you know right. like bob bob will yep. probably tell us calvin ridley was 44 percent consistent last yeah. year which ranked him 40 42nd he yep. was 20th in total points, okay. but 42nd in consistency, which means we had a span of like six touchdowns in four games or something crazy. crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. Weeks two, three, and four, he went three straight with the clutch games, and everybody and everybody's kind of like, "Oh, here we go!" And then he earned four over the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just that you know, Sanu was just a better, uh, you know, kind of a better security blanket for outside of you know. Jones and you know I'm sure Ridley had his moments where he you know learning the offense and making the plays mm-hmm. so and they yeah, switch he, offenses too and go back so it's again another little shift there and who Funches picks it up, up better, faster though, and I mean, ready to go luck, right then Cam I mean that's a plus for Funches it's a oh for sure of his career. Yeah. you would you would think but even even there in Carolina like he, there were a lot of games where he was getting the most targets, and I don't know that there will be any games where that is the case. It's a much uh, better yeah, quarterback yeah. throwing to him, but right, right, but just, but in, yeah. if you look uh, page bottom of page ninety six, you for refer to your guide. Devin Funches <laughs> twenty seventeen, his last year in Carolina, he was actually top twenty in total points mm-hmm. and sixty three percent, twenty seventh ranked in consistency. So, and then they dumped him; they got rid of mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's. <laughs> It's impressive that uh, you could do that well and still get thrown off the team, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were they were content going with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, and I yeah. think he saw the yep. writing on the wall. Yep. So I'm I'm going to do two more real quick um, before we get to our trade segment. So one, the Packers wide receiver two, uh, with the report that MVS had could be the number two receiver coming out of Packers minicamp. Uh, we'll start with two drink on this one. Yeah, I'll take MVS over Allison. Okay. Um, Allison has to stay healthy. That's, that's kind of the easy one, but I think MVS earned earned enough last year to to take that. It's another cult situation where it. I don't know that it matters. You know, Rogers has been looking for that too, but he's more than willing to spread the what like it feels like forty percent that aren't going to go to Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Swags. Um, I'm I'm a Geronimo guy. I want to see oh, what happens when he comes back it. healthy. Okay. Bob, I will take MVS over Geronimo. Put it on uh, board. It's Allison by a. I don't even know why this conversation is going on with Green Bay. Um, last year, Allison started out four clutch games out of five, so he's eighty percent consistent. The first five games, he definitely was locked in with Aaron Rodgers. 
Um, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, we don't even have this conversation. MVS, EQS, BGG, <laughs> sure. whoever was all there, all had the chance to take this number two spot. They couldn't. MVS is not even on my list at 29. I'm looking, my list goes down to 29%. I know it goes lower than that, but I just don't have that page. So he wasn't even over 29% consistent in the games he played. How in the world could they sit there and think that MVS is going to take this number two spot away from Allison? I don't see it happening. And I'm, I'm, I'm drafting Allison as my like wide receiver five and six in every best ball I've done. Okay. Last one, Seattle running back. There's quite the mess there potentially. Uh, we'll start with Bob on this one. Oh, this is so easy. My boy, and I have him in every league that I've drafted so far, is Chris Carson. Uh, let me refer you to the guide again, if you may. Page, <laughs> uh, where are we at? Uh, you have an index of players? Like, you're just pulling out your top of your head. You're like Sean no, McVay and shit right now. Right? So go to the top of page 49 in your guide if you should, if you should, should, should do that. Um, last year, when Chris Carson got at least double-digit carries, and that was 11 games, he averaged 17.1 fantasy points a game and had a 91% consistency rating in those games. Now, he didn't get that every game because Pete, Pete Carroll is an idiot. So this year now, they don't have to worry about Mike Davis. Rashard Penny will take Mike Davis' spot as more of the you know third down back, pass catcher. That's not Chris Carson's game. But now Chris Carson gets to have double-digit carries every game. And his and he had a 71% consistency ranking, which ranked him 12th overall. He was 15th in total points. He's getting zero love. I mean, like he's like, what, RB19, 20? No, ADP is like 25. He's literally out of the RB2 range in some of the ADPs I've seen. And yet this guy put up RB1 numbers in consistency and almost in total points, but he missed two games. And that was with the fact that he didn't get double-digit carries in in three of the games that he didn't play in. This guy is the man. He needs to be the man. Penny will have his role, but Chris Carson wins this by a landslide in my mind. Awesome. Two drink. Two drinks. Crack one open. I'm back. I'm deferring (laughs) deferring to Bob. I like his answer. All right. Swag, (laughs) are you you on Penny or are you on uh, Carson? Um, Penny. Yeah. All right. I mean, so before Penny, we get Penny into, doesn't uh, look bad in here either, though, when you look at it, right? For a rookie yeah. and his limited work. No, I, like I said, I think Penny He's will have a good 67, year. Though. I mean, that's not right. I mean, I good. I totally that's not good. believe <laughs> <laughs> that Penny will step up and take Mike Davis's role and have a good season. And, and he might hit 50% consistency with that role. But if they hand the whole... You know, if they hand the bell cow to Penny, I don't think he can handle it. I think he's a third down back, and I think that's where they need to leave him at and let Chris Carson be the guy. Now, they run the ball a lot. We, we know mm-hmm. that. They had the most carries Tons. last year. Um, so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of touches uh, and targets between them. I, I just feel like Penny will be more third down, and, and Carson will be the bell cow, and that's how they'll roll. Yeah, this guy right. is amazing. I'm too ADD to but have I, this in my hands while we're doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just min- minimize it for now. <laughs> Steve, right, did you uh, pick? Oh, hey, can I can I can I add one to this? Because I, I have to yeah. bring this up every time. Because what are your guys' thoughts on DJ Moore versus Curtis Samuel? Um, I, I think, think they're really close similar. enough. Yeah. yeah, they're close, but I'm I'm still on more by by a slight margin. Okay. But if, if but they're even have, close, then you but, should take Samuel like exactly. seven rounds right, later. Yes. 
the value right, right there, yeah, you miles say, apart. The ADP is five round difference yeah. right now. Five, yeah. Yeah. Yep. DJ Moore's going like the fourth and, and Samuel's going the ninth or fifth and tenth or something like that. Yep. And if you look, uh, uh, please let me refer to the guide again. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Page uh, 111, top of 111, Curtis Samuel. Um, so last year, Samuel was 26 in consistency, 78% over his last nine games. Or, and Moore was 31st in consistency. No, I'm sorry. Moore was 37th in consistency, and yet Moore's ADP is wide receiver 31, Samuel's is 53. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a five round difference. And that's and how their yet, careers will be, I, though. You know, and I think they're they're even. I mean, I think they're both very solid wide receivers. Yeah. But the fact that you can get Samuel, you know, as your wide receiver five, Dirty. and he can put up. I mean, he 62 percent last year. <laughs> he was, you know, he's a wide receiver three last year. Yep. In his second season, and yet he's be. I'm drafting him as my wide receiver five off injury last year too. I mean, yeah, and he missed a few games because of injury. Yeah. So, all right, just wanted to throw that one out there. I just love that comparison. Yeah, I like it a lot. Awesome. So, <coughs> before we get into our Superflex trade segment, let's hear from the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Yeah, Scouting Academy, super sick. Over 30 NF, real NFL jobs from folks going through this program. So if you if you are serious about becoming a scout, player personnel, uh, it, it's really one of the best ways to do it is going through the Scouting Academy. That uh, so let's go. That was not. No, that one is, <laughs> is not your wife. <laughs> if you follow her on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> no, that's what I That is not your wife. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's go to our Superflex trade segment. Uh, the first one from at Fantasy NWO. Love the handle. Big shout out to you. Um, a foot, I'm a uh, wrestling uh, mark as well. So good for you, man. Oh, uh, shit, Steve. You better have a song that you're embarrassed to tell us about by the end of the show. I will show. tell you at the end and of the show. And now you have to have a wrestling name by the end of the next show. We'll do that wrestling name by the end of the next <laughs> one. But I've got, I've got the song for you. Don't worry. I, I will put it in the. I will put it on the sheet if you want to queue it up. Let's go. We're not going to get through these. There's no way. Right, next one. So ten team two quarterback league full full PPR. Uh, Joe Mixon and Corey Davis or Amari Cooper, Darius Geis in a 2020 second round pick. Start with two drink. You would start with me. Damn right. Um, Mixon is the piece that I want the most, just barely over Cooper. The rest of it's whatever to me. So I'm going to lean mix inside just barely. I do not like getting rid of Mark Cooper, though. And I hate I already picked that side. Hmm. <laughs> I still want Mixon. All right, Bob. Yeah, I think I'll lean toward the Mixon side. I'm not a Corey Davis fan. His consistency sucks. Uh, <laughs> but Cooper isn't as good as people think either. His consistency wasn't that great, even after he came over to Dallas. So mm-hmm. uh, Mixon is the stud here. Um, guys. Maybe we don't know, but at this point, I, I'd go with the Nixon side. Swags, man, I'm so surprised by the way this is going, and most of it's two drinks so far. 
Well, you're a Geist guy, too. Though. We're going the other way? I, I have to. I think that Geist can be mixed in. I mean, Geist is what, 21, 22? He plays in Washington. He plays football. He's a, lines he's up a, though. If they're healthy, that line Look at what Adrian Peterson did there with, like, what yeah. was his? I mean, he what, had, like, what, 1.9 per carry in some games and <laughs> just, like, workload alone, and AP was still getting it done. I think that Geis is the running back to own in Washington, and they're putting a team together. Like, Haskins is going to open that up a little bit. I don't know, man. Yeah, and I'll take Cooper over Corey Davis, and you're giving me a second? Man, I have to. I'm so surprised that you guys, I I feel like I was the one that was more on the Corey Davis side, but I'm really surprised by this. But yeah, I'm taking the Cooper and Geist side. Yeah, I think Swags, you are much higher on Geist than the the industry right now, which is totally cool. And you're definitely able to do that. Um, Gosh, (laughs) I want want to take the Geist side too, because I I like Geist. I'm a believer in Geist also. Um, But Mixon is such, such, such an elite asset right now. Especially for a ten-team league, like I, I'm totally cool with Mixon. Davis sucks, but um, I think with having somebody that elite in asset, likes him more than me, I can move him for something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, people will hold out hope for Corey Davis, so I will take the Mixon side as well. So, uh, two drink, fifty-four percent Mixon Corey Davis. So it's it's a okay, close, one. close. Yeah, okay. You might not even to, get a twenty twenty second for Corey Davis though. And a two-team two quarterback. It says mid-second, whatever. It's a second right now to me. Um, do you think there's a chance? You know, there's we could have four or five quarterbacks come out next year with yep. all the other talent. We get a quarterback even in two quarterback league that makes it to the second round. I think it might happen. So, it could. It's not, I mean, there's tons of talent next year for sure. But that's an interesting piece for sure. Swags keeps trying to point out. Fair enough. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the next one from at Dynasty FF Addict, a 24 team two player copy league. It's a full PPR with a quarter point carry bonus. Uh, Tom Brady, Julian, Julian Edelman, a 2022nd and 2021 first for Dalvin Cook. Um, so the note here is all players minus Cook were startup picks when the trade was made. Doesn't really matter, and it doesn't say what the picks were, but it's an interesting no. little piece. I think this is yeah. a Dynasty Degenerates 5 from Fuego yep. Frank. So, Swags, are, is it, you're not in 5? You're in. No, I'm in 2. Are you in one of those? 2, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure which one. Uh, yeah, we'll start with, we'll start with Bob on this one. Uh, man, I'm, I'm not as well-versed in Dynasty as you guys are. I don't even know what two-player copy means. Uh, <laughs> it's essentially a 12-team league. 12-team league, basically. Uh, there's, there's two copies of each player. That you can draft. Okay. You play some crazy stuff, Bob. I don't play any. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, you know, due to the fact this is Dynasty, I mean, Brady is a couple years from being done. Edelman probably won't be too far behind him. He's he's wearing down. I mean, you're getting the draft picks, but you're getting a stud in Dalvin Cook. I mean, I I just don't I don't know. Again, I don't play Dynasty enough to know how these picks all play out. You know, who's coming up in 2020 and 2021 and uh, so, you know, I'm always about let's win this year and I'll get some dynasty stuff to add later to to continue that hopefully success. But I'd probably go Dalvin Cook. Bob, where can I find Dalvin Cook in your guide? It's uh, what page is he on? Alphabetically and, re- and running back. So it is uh, 51. Nice. So, I mean, he's had back to back years of 70, 73% or better consistency. The problem is he can't stay healthy. Never healthy. Um, so, you know, and now they've got a little bit better offensive line. I mean, if he stays healthy for a whole season, there's no question this kid's a stud and, and he's a top 10 
running back, maybe top six if uh, you know if things go well. So you know, I love Dalvin Cook. He's certainly got the talent, but the key is health. And you know, so you know, if if you're gun shy about his health, then obviously you take the other side of this trade and go. Well, I'll keep Brady for a year too. And I am not gun shy. Give me Dalvin. Let's roll. Yes. Agreed. Dalvin Cook, lock it in. Swags. Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely. All right, fifty-five percent with Dalvin. That's, that's, Say what? That's more the reason why I put this in here. I get it, Superflex, and it's and it's a quarterback. But uh, that's I was I was interested to see if one of y'all. I didn't think so, but interested to see if one of y'all would go the other side just because it was so close. It's two hundred oh, two hundred eighty-four votes. It's not I a almost, small sample. It's a good size. I almost hate it more that it was done during a startup draft too, because at that point in my brain, you don't have a contention cycle yet. You don't know who the best teams you are yet. It. You don't know how your team's going to do yet. But well, and Dalvin was definitely taken ahead of Brady's. Yeah. Oh, but, for sure. So, okay. like, you traded a, a probably a second or third round pick, like probably yeah, third round for like a seventh. Tenth and and then the picks like I don't I don't know how you got to Brady and Elliman. Yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook side is the winner to me. Yeah, for sure. Swags, you have my song queued up. I'm trying. trying he was looking it. at he was looking at the consistency <laughs> guy again. I know it's it's so distracting. There's just too much good information there. You can only give so you thirty Swags, seconds or less on a DFF show. Thirty seconds or less, so we don't get. That's all trouble. you need at the end. Fantasy football breakdown. Yeah. I may break the law. <laughs> uh, so before we get, we'll, we'll play that as the outro. We'll play as part of the outro. Um, so Bob, once again, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and, and all your awesome work. Thanks so much, Bob. Oh, again, thanks for having me, guys. Great show. Uh, I'll come on anytime you need me to. We got we got two more months of this. So uh, uh, at Bob underscore Lung <laughs> deal, uh, and uh, you know, Big Guy Fantasy Sports is where you can get all the access to all the tools. The 2019 fantasy football consistency guide is on amazon if you want the hard copy uh pdf everything else is on the website and of course don't forget the 2019 midwest fantasy football expo i'm sure swags uh, to drink and steve everybody's going to be there because they're all coming over for this they're, they're flying up it's going to be a great time sunday Ooh. august 18th noon to 6 p.m in canton ohio come saturday go to the hall of fame check out the king's classic Tour the hall. It's a fantastic time. And then come to the expo the next day. Thanks again for having me, guys. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Thanks, thank Bob. You, uh, thank you for coming on, man, for sure. Uh, Swags, where can the folks find you? I am at DFF underscore Swag. Two drink. At FL Two Drink Minimum at Superflex Pod. Awesome. And I am at The Real Holupka and at Superflex Trades. And we are out. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Oh, Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> well, old school. Taking it from the 80s. I feel like this is not the old school version. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. With the there was like a techno version of the night. Oh, it definitely was. Yeah, this is not the original Bonnie Tyler. Will Ferrell and one of the Wilson brothers. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't the one with Rodney Dangerfield. That's back in school. No, no, no. Yeah, it's back to school. Yeah, old school was uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, and they have a set house together. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I forgot about that part of the song. Yeah, it's awesome. But you remember the Rodney Dangerfield movie. Oh, that's because one <laughs> that's of my crazy. favorite lines is in that where the guy, they're sitting at the bar and, uh, and Dangerfield says, bring me a pitcher of beer in five minutes till I pass out and bring one of you seven.
I like it. That's what I'm really too drinking. I know, right? And then also at the end of the where you can crazy history feature. That's another great part of that movie. Love it. Love it. Bob, thanks again for having me. All right, man. You got to check out old school. Thanks, Bob. All right. Right. Shout out to the old school movie. That's a good one. You guys should watch it. Absolutely. Can old movies be sponsors of podcasts? I'm going to make them do it. You know they're listening. So, we don't ask for this anymore and never ask for it. So, uh, one person that writes a review this week will get Bob Lung's uh, consistency guide on that week's show. I'll announce it. We don't ask for it. Go do it now. For Bob. You're making it so easy. Well, that's the first one is oh, always so we're easy. we're going to choose one? That's... We're going to choose one out yeah, of the, the group? Or... review. Yeah, out of the, yeah, out of okay. the reviews, we'll okay. we'll choose one, we'll read it, and we'll we'll give them the consistency guide on that week's yeah. show. All right, that sounds good. And we'll figure it out from there. I'm gonna stare at this consistency guide now between now and the next show because I don't want to look away from Dude, it. Dude, it's crazy. And it's and it's gonna take me a while to learn what's going on because there's so much information. My brain's exploding. 